Hey guys, it's Jim Bass from the Corps. So I am quite excited to hear how everyone is doing. It uh, obviously has been a time that in 27 years, I guess there's not many times I've been able to say, wow, I've never had that happen before, but I think we're all living that right now. So for those of you who don't know me, my name is Jim Bass. I'm a brokerage owner uh, in the Mid-Atlantic region, about we're a bedroom community, about 45 miles northwest of Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. Um, I own a small real estate brokerage, about 100 and 160 agents. Uh, this is my 27th year in the business. I run a personal production team of about 12 agents, uh, kind of 50-50, six RP1s, six RP2s. Uh, actually, right now, I think we're at seven RP1s and five RP2s. Um, we, we, we're doing about 85, 90 million a year. I'm I haven't been able to break that 100 million yet, but we're getting dangerously close. Um, and I'm quite excited to welcome all of our level one, level two, and level three realtor students, uh, as well as any of our real estate guests by our awesome uh, mortgage lender partners. So um, with that being said, I, I'm kind of going to share what we're doing to not only survive but thrive during this time because, again, I think it's something that we've never uh, – well, I, I don't think. I know, right? We've never experienced this, and hopefully we'll never experience it again, right? So that's the overall goal. So uh, I'm going to share best practices uh, for surviving COVID-19, right? What is best practices defined as? Well, it's finding and implementing the best ways to achieve your business um, which you, the outcomes that you want, right? Your business objectives, um, involves keeping up to date with, um, the successful practices and ways, tactics, uh, in our business sector and others, right? It doesn't necessarily need to be, uh, specific to us. Uh, it just needs to be able to be a tool or a tactic that allows us to accomplish our goals during that time. How do you do that? You gotta be able to measure, right? So everything that we do at the core, everything that we train at the core, everything that we share at the core is a um, – we're constantly looking for a return on investment, right? You need data analytics for that. So we're constantly measuring those particular tools. I'm going to share a little bit of the mistakes I made during my journey so you guys uh, don't make them if you haven't made them yet. Uh, and if you're making them right now, stop it, right? And it's, it's that easy. Uh, and that's one of the many things I love about the core, right? 27 years in the business, I've been involved. I'm a lifetime learner, so I've been involved with a number of great institutions, been a speaker and a coach for other companies. Um, I've been to 15 National Association of Realtors annual conferences, so I'm kind of one of those education junkies. Um, but I'm one who I, I, I take in all the imp information I can use, what I use I implement, what I can I discard. And I, I think that's why the core is such a tremendous fit for me and, and our students because um, Rick requires for us to be a coach, you need to be a practitioner, like in the trenches like you every day. And I think that was one of my biggest frustrations I dealt with in our industry is so many of those that were teaching and preaching and, and up at the, 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 the pulpits and the, and the mics you know, were people that if they've ever sold real estate, it was 20 years ago. And more times than not, most of them had never even sold real estate. So they have no idea what we're dealing with in a day-in and day-out basis. And that's one of the many reasons I love the course so much. And then during this time of uncertainty, we all we all huddled together, we strategized, we developed game plans, and we were all super committed to succeed. Um, and, and that's what I'm going to share with you today, what, what we're doing to succeed in this time. So for me personally, I made a commitment. Um, you know, March 16th, I was coming off the lacrosse field. We just finished beating the state, the, the, the defending state championship, uh, title company, uh, team from, um, last year for lacrosse. And when this was all blowing up and, and, you know, that, uh, NCAA was canceling the games and high school seasons were canceling the games and I'm dealing with seniors that are like, what? That, that, that might be the last lacrosse game I ever play. And we're like, nah, it's only temporary. It's only a couple of weeks. You know, they're just temporarily knocking everything down. So obviously that wasn't the case. Um, and as we really realized the magnitude of this, you know, of the pandemic, um, you know, we had to make a shift, right? So the, the, our motto, you know, came stay, stay safe, stay at home, right? Um, but 
in that instance and in that moment, I became super committed to not only survive, but to thrive in this changing time. And so I, I think a lot of that's mindset, right? Mind shift is, is, is the beginning of it. So for me, I needed to kind of get a, a, take a real introspective look and what do I got to do? What do we got to do to survive? So we locked up the office. I had all the team come in and grab their computers, grab what they thought they were going to need, take it home. Um, I ordered some, some desks for some of them, some equipment for some of them, but got everybody just kind of grabbed their stuff and ran, right, and then locked down the office. But what can we control, right? So as individuals, it literally starts with us, and I mean literally starts with us each and every day. We have to reset, right? So a morning ritual. For me, it's meditation, it's spiritual, it's daily devotional. It's kind of really planning in solitude for the day mentally, uh, how I'm going to rise for my family that day, how I'm going to rise for my team that day, how I'm going to rise for my community that day. So it, it begins with that morning ritual. It is super regimented and super disciplined. The same times um, I, I get up, the same times I go to bed, right, fueling my body. It becomes super easy to get fat during this time or eat things that aren't healthy for you, or contaminating your body, and you don't feel good, and then you don't do good things, right? Dressing for success. Sure, the jacket, I pretty well dress like this every day working virtually. I might not meet any client face-to-face. I might do some virtual trainings where I can slap on a jacket, um, but I'm in a dress shirt every day, right? It, it's it, You work better when you're dressed for success, right? It's all these mindset things, right? And then we're doing a lot of virtual meetings via Zoom and everything else. Um, <clears throat> that's what a, a, a tactical leader does, right? That's, um, setting yourself up for success. Um, what do my competition do? They got their hat on backwards. They're wearing their most blown out, comfortable sweatpants, which I'm a little bit envious of, right? They got their feet up with the flip flops on and they're waiting for this to be over, right? See, it is mindset. If you're super committed like I am to come out of this pandemic better than I came in. And honestly, I got a little frustrated. I got a little irritated with myself and my team because I didn't feel like I felt like I should have much more time. Right. I'm not driving to appointments. I'm not uh, having to meet people face to face. Uh, I'm not doing networking meetings face to face. I'm not having to be stuck in big rotary meetings and things like that. Right. I'm doing everything virtual. I should be super efficient. I should have a lot more time um, to get more done. And I didn't feel like I was doing it for me. I was super burdened and challenged with. Um, we're brokered in four states, right? Maryland, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. And every governor was rolling out different, um, different regulations, essential, non-essential. What does that mean? It meant different things to different things. I'm dealing directly with our state legislator from the governor's office down to the Maryland Association of Realtors that we need certain addendums to our listing agreements, granting authority to go into properties and, and things like that. So a ton of time and energy, not dollar productive activities, right? So uh, we need to become super disciplined on our calendar. So I was working with my team to become super disciplined on time blocking, right? At the core, we adopted what we call isolation marketing. Right. So we're no longer breaking bread uh, during, during the pandemic, although we're coming out of that now and that's starting to release and happen. Some of us are still not that way. Maryland, even though the governor's loosened restrictions or local county commissioners still held back. Right. So we still can't do uh, break breads. Uh, they're just starting to do a little tiny bit of outdoor seating. Most of our restaurants, you know, they're not they're not big enough to be able to. Outdoor seating is not large enough to be able to make sense, so they're really not doing it. So we removed face-to-face from our greatness trackers, right? So we were still working on 20 uh, face, face-to-face somehow, Zoom, right? We were doing that through our VIPs. We were doing that through our current clients. We were doing it through our networking partners, our business partners. So there was still a fair amount of outreach kind of face-to-face opportunity. It was just virtual, right? But the most of the time, it was blowing up the phone. Right. Isolation marketing. So since we're not having to drive around, we're not having to waste time in meetings and, and, and eating, <clears throat> we got to blow up the phone. And for me, again, so uh, blowing up the phone is 100 conversations a week, not 100 dials, 100 talk to's, 100 conversations. And what we quickly learned, and hopefully you guys have witnessed this as well, um, 
is that, one, we have a captive audience, right? Everybody is stuck at home. I had our highest answer rate. We talk about business analytics and, and data analytics. I had our highest uh, answer rate in my 27-year career, right? We were averaging at the peak, we were averaging 60-some percent of all calls were being taken live. It's awesome. You know, I usually have to make 40, 50, 60 dials to have 20 conversations a day, right? My 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 goal is normally 20 conversations a day because I'm trying to get 80 conversations in a week, and then my, my coaching day is the core, which is, is core students. So uh, that covers my last 20. So with a 65% call rate, we were super efficient, and people were interested in the conversations we were having. So for me, if you guys haven't been doing this, we want to reach out. Um, typical Ford conversation, right? Family, occupation, recreation, dreams first and foremost. Hey, pandemic, how are you doing? Everybody healthy, right? First world mindset, right? Um, because we all gotten super frustrated that we're not making as many sales as we used to and, or things are a lot different and kind of woe is me. I mean, I lost 12, uh, transactions. I, I lost 12 ratified contracts on their way to settlement blew up about $160,000 in income in what's historically our busiest time of the year. I could have gotten pissed off. I could have gotten frustrated. The fact of the matter is my family is healthy. I am healthy. This is a first world problem, right? Leaders focus from perspective, right? Perspective is a thing that gets me out of bed every day with planning and solitude, with my rhythm, with my regimen, as far as that's concerned. And here's the other thing. As I'm self-discovering these things throughout the course of the journey, I'm sharing these, right? I'm sharing these with my referral partners. I've done more videos, more outreach, more Facebook posting, more social media posting in regards to what we're doing to not only survive, but thrive during these times. So the conversations that we're having, that this is probably the biggest game changer for all of us in isolation marketing. It's 100 talk-tos a week. Captive audience, right? They want to hear from us. They want to hear what's going on. They're bored, right? They want to talk to somebody. If anything, that was the problem we had. They wanted to talk too much, right? So I carry a sand timer. I use a sand timer. Like it just, it's a barometer for me to make sure that I'm not going into life story, right? I'm hitting some bullet points. I'm checking in to make sure you're okay. See if there's anything you need from me. Other, other virtual resources I can help you with because I still want to be your connector, right? I want to be the connector in your world, how you survive personally during these times, right? So do you need delivery services? Do you need uh, Instacart? Do you need uh, who's delivering, who's essential, who's not essential? We made that information available to our client base. So we made sure we checked in to make sure everybody was okay. And then here's the other thing we discovered during this time. And for me, this time has become the easiest and best prospecting I have ever had in my 27-year career. Hopefully, you guys are experiencing the same thing, right? One, data doesn't lie, right? We live in an era of fake news and historical inaccuracies and a number of things, right? Um, national news distorts. You need to be the local real estate expert in your backyard, and you need to share numbers. You need to share evidence of success, right? Evidence of success is something that we else we do in the core in regards to proving proof of concept and what we're providing to our client base. Um, for us, that evidence of success right now is we're continuing to witness and share what we're doing in the marketplace. Hey, real estate's essential, right? Real estate's essential in Frederick. We are still selling houses. Right. One of our social media posts. Right. Home buying is essential. So we wanted people to know that um, we wanted to know people were still buying and selling houses. And then we share the local data. And this gave me a soundbite to build on week after week after week. So I started posting a weekly real estate update. Right. I would give how many listings were up for sale, how many contracts year over year perspective. Mr. And Mrs. Seller, did you realize that we only have 48 percent? of the inventory we had this time last year, right, year over year. So we have less than half the houses for sale. What does that mean to you? Simple economics, right? Limited supply creates a higher demand. Higher demand historically equals a better price, better return on investment, right? We're turning your home into an investment, right? So 
ROI. We want to make sure you're getting good return on investment, right? Um, limited supply usually creates shorter time on the market, which that's what we were seeing as well. So we're showing how many average days on market. Here was the other stat we discovered, that we were selling 32% more homes year over year, right? So, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, we have a super compressed market because there's less than half the houses that you're in competition with, and we're selling 32% more of them. So inventory is squashing. We're down right now. Currently, we're down to almost 2005, 2006 inventory levels. Ridiculous. Crazy, right? So all the calls I'm making to sellers, why? Great, right? Why wouldn't you want to sell? All right, so what's in it for a buyer? Interest rates have never been lower. I know we've been saying that for the last 10 years, um, but the reality is it's never been more true than now. And this is a once-in-a-lifetime deal that the rates are this low. Huge buying power. It makes sense, right? I knew a lot of clients that kind of wanted to move, but they were really more married to their interest rate than they were the prospect of moving. Well, guess what? Mr. and Mrs. Seller, you can actually have it all right now. And that's the third sale that we were selling on these calls. Mr. and Mrs. Seller, right? You've got three opportunities right now in today's market. Um, really two. Um, you can basically have 20% more home for the exact same payment, right? Help me help you. Remember, you really kind of wanted that house with the swimming pool, but it was really kind of out of your budget. With interest rates so low now, it's kind of affordable. You can actually sell the house you've got now and go get that pool and have the exact same payment. Oh, okay, you're still pretty cool. You want to stay where you're at? No problem. You can actually have the same house with 20% less payment. And then we refer them to our lender partners, right? So when I say this has been the easiest and best time to prospect in my 27-year career, it is a perfect time for everybody, a seller or a buyer. Why? Why would you not buy? Why would you not sell? Why would you not refinance? Do something. We're in the business of helping people do stuff, right? So, look, guys, we're about 15 minutes into the call. Um, there is a, uh, a a question window that you guys can open up and uh, post any questions. Um, I don't want this to be a lecture. I want this to be interactive. Um, that's one of the many things about the core um, that we have learned is that um, the sharing of, of business intelligence, right, um, helps us grow, helps us get better, helps us see Literally, you know, the, the old saying was, so goes California, so goes the rest of the world. Well, that couldn't be more true right now. So much more West Coast because they hit it first. So they're ahead of us in, in phase one and phase two, um, and we start to see things like that. So I want to open up for question and answers in regards to prospecting, challenges on prospecting, isolation marketing, really the foundation of where we're continuing to not only survive but thrive during these closed door times. So Taylor is our moderator for the core. Taylor is one of our awesome concierge at the core. She will actually uh, read out any questions that you guys have that you can, guys can get entered. I think there's a Q&A button in there that you can push on and answer any questions um, or post those, I guess, and then she will um, get those get those out. So Taylor, do you do uh, do you have any questions at this time? Right now, we don't. Uh, we can give it just a second to see sure. if we have any rolling in. Good. And by the way, I can see all of you guys in the attendance. So um, I, I'm definitely counting on you before I, I will make it voluntary first in regards to uh, uh, ask a question in regards to prospecting or any challenges you guys are having right now before I start calling you guys out singly because uh, I guarantee you anybody who has a question, there's three or four other people thinking the exact same thing. And while you guys are doing that, um, so do me a favor, Taylor. As they start to roll in, will you just kind of open up and um, just, just feel free to step in and interrupt me? Um, other than that, I'll, I'll share a little bit more as we're kind of going through. Oh, we do have one. Awesome. Okay, good. I do see that now. Can you share your social media post sent to sellers? Yes. So cool. Great. Well, 
man, somebody's somebody's reading my cliff notes. I don't even think that's somebody from my team. So I'm actually getting ready to kind of shift to that right now. And that that was a kind of an excellent outreach that we had um, in regards to that. So I will I'll shift to that next. So um, as you guys saw, I shared the real estate is essential, right? People need to know that we're still selling houses. Um, and I'm sharing the amount of houses that are being sold. Um, and then we did a uh, we did that. Let's buy a house. How do we do that? So we just shared a little little something there with the caricatures, and we did the uh, we did the the uh, captions there. But then when I did a video tied to it, um, one of the next things we did then we moved into a virtual Easter egg hunt to where we took our listings and we edited the photos, adding Easter eggs. And one of the big things that everybody was uh, wanting to do is help, help local restaurants survive and, and, and bridge the gap, you know, with the restaurants being closed. So a lot of, a lot of our local restaurants, as I'm sure for you guys, were doing carry out and takeout. So what we were doing is, um, we were given 10, uh, 10 local restaurant gift cards to anybody who, who won or guessed the appropriate number of Easter eggs, uh, on the test. So we did an Easter egg hunt on our inventory. It made them go online. Look at our properties, find the Easter eggs, and report it back to Facebook. So we had great traction with that, um, which helped us step up the campaign a little bit more. Then we shifted to total uh, virtual open houses, right? And where we um, we went through and did some of our properties where we kind of hosted a live tour through the house. Um, but since we couldn't have interaction with people live there, we toured the house live. And then opened it up to a, a, was it a house party or Facebook party, um, where we could answer Q and A questions throughout the course of that. Uh, start getting good traction there. So then we moved to our winning at home contest, right? So winning at home um, was posting your photos. So some people were talking about um, porch trits, which was Sending photographers out, some of the students were doing this across the country, where they were sending um, a photographer out at a scheduled time and go stand that on your front porch and we'll come by and have our professional photographer take your capture this moment in time. Like I'm like, that's freaking awesome. I love that. And then the more my team and I churned on it, we're like, oh my gosh, what a logistics nightmare. Like, you know, some of the some of the some of the people, some of the coaches would doing it like every 10 minutes they go to the next house i mean if somebody's running late a family's not there they're messing up you can't get the photo i'm just like and then i then suppose i start sending the photo to the wrong family i'm like forget that that's just too much right i'm I'm not interested in it so what i had them do was capture their own photo submit it and we defined a number of different categories in regards to what did we have best quarantine hair uh best home cooked meal Cutest four-legged co-worker, uh, essential worker, uh, MVP, uh, quarantine VIP, best all around. So what am I doing? Social engagement, right? I'm getting them to follow my stuff. People have much more time to stay engaged and follow their stuff, right? So we did contest, and again, we gave out another round of gift cards to local restaurants. So we're supporting our, our local entrepreneurs supporting our community. Um, people like it because we're helping keep them alive. They're having fun with it. So it was just really a, an awesome time as far as that's concerned. What else we got, Taylor? That was a really good question. Thank you, Sandry. Um, next, we have a question from Kale. He asked, how are you using Zoom in your listing presentations? Oh, I love that. So, um, we are using, uh, I have a VoIP phone system. VoIP is voice over internet protocol, right? So it is a virtual phone system. It allows, uh, my entire team to call, text, and fax from the same phone number. We also have Zoom-like meetings, virtual meetings. We also have, uh, team, um, instant messaging, Skype, similar to that. Um, so we have that. So we've done some through Ring Central, we've done through Zoom, and we've done them through Blue Jeans. Um, and we've just had the client FaceTime us, right? So we, in doing virtual listing appointments, 
Um, we would do that through one of the platforms where we shared our screen, we shared our face, then we shared our screen. We went through our virtual listing presentation. Um, but we also, I had to shift, right? We were locked down. I need to still sell houses. So what we were doing is twofold. Um, and this is what we shared as virtual agent processes that we could, um, that we could do, um, in regards to, I don't have that icon. Um, we were, we were taunting being your virtual agent. So we had you walk through the house with your phone, give us a, a, a cell phone tour, FaceTime tour. Uh, if you don't have iPhones, it's WhatsApp, um, for our Samsung clients and things like that. And we could make our staging recommendations. Here's the deal. I'm 27 years in. I've been through the majority of houses in Frederick County in my backyard. I don't really need to walk through the majority of the houses unless they're new construction. Right, more times than not, the house has been sold, and they can let us know what they've updated. So, super efficient for me, right? So we'd make the notes, do the CMA, send the information out. Our listing agreements are already uh, docu-signable, electronic signable. So are our contracts. So we were able to share all that information. We're, I think, we're up to six, maybe seven houses right now that we've sold, where an actual buyer never walked in the property. And I never thought I would ever say that in this day and age. So we started the virtual listing presentations um, to kind of get people loosened up, to get them starting that, hey, you don't even have to let people through yet. Let us start the virtual marketing. And um, we had some people that were kind of okay with it. So then we had to come up with our uh, what we called our corona safety packages, right? People wanted to know what you're doing to keep us safe. So I created these. These were created within the first week of everything shutting down because our, we quickly became uh, essential. Real estate became central in our state. Our governor is a commercial real estate agent. So he got it and he understood. So we were essential. So I had to keep my buyer agents safe, but I also had to let my sellers know that we could keep them safe as well as our buyers. So every safety kit, one for our buyer agents, they kept these all in the car, but also our sellers. So we would provide a tub with face masks for everybody because you'd be surprised how many people came ill-prepared. You've probably seen this as well. Uh, we had wipes to wipe everything down. So we would tell everybody before anybody was allowed to see the house, they had to do the virtual tour. Like, I didn't want somebody to rule it out to say, yeah, we really need a three-bedroom. Oh, we don't like that layout. Well, you can eliminate a property online rather than wasting our time and possibly our safety and our seller's safety going through the houses. So seconding. Uh, we would tell all of our sellers and then uh, sellers of houses we were showing to turn on every light and to open every door possible um, so that when we came through, we're really not touching much, right? We'll touch the front door. We have shoe booties for everybody. Oh, these are gloves. We have gloves for everybody. We have shoe booties for everybody. And then we have plastic storage bags because you need to dispose of the contaminated things, right? So. Uh, as an agent, we would go through, open the front door, and the buyers could really kind of go through and not really have to touch anything. They wanted a cabinet open, we'd open the cabinet, right? Closet doors were already open, um, and then we could back back out, wipe off the handful of things that we touched, and really be out. So once people started really understanding that we could keep them safe during this time, um, they more people started to engage, more people started to see it was kind of okay to do that, right? So, uh, and the same thing works for the buyer presentation, right? So it's it, it was already a, it was already a deliverable electronically, um, but again, we were able to do the face-to-face consultation, have the agency conversation, have the client versus customer conversation to get them engaged in the buyer broker agreement. Um, and here's the challenge. I don't want to say challenge. Here's the um, here was another win for us, self-discovered throughout this. Um, I know through almost 15 years of coaching and being coached that I have witnessed the most successful people in coaching programs, i.e. the core, are motivated by not pressure and not praise, but by competition, right? High eyes, there's a lot of praise, a lot of ego in it, but, but the ones who actually get it done are motivated most by competition. Right. So that was that was the conversation from my sales team. Right. How am I keeping them properly stimulated? How am I keeping them moving throughout the course of the day? So the conversation I have on a daily basis from my RP1s, how many new leads? Right. 
How many new face-to-face consultations via Zoom, via whatever virtualness? How many buyer brokerage agreements were you able to get signed virtually? Like that's like the master, that's like the PhD prize, right? How many CCRs you could get, right? But if you're able to get a buyer broker agreement without actually busting open a door and showing somebody, you've got it down. And here's the deal. Here's where I'm super committed to coming out of this pandemic stronger than when we came into it. And my, my, my team is building that reflex muscle that every, every opportunity, every obstacle is an opportunity. I'm going to close you. I'm going to close you hard. I'm going to close you for the value benefits that I provide. I'm going to get you to sign a buyer broker agreement virtually before I even show you a house. Like that was the biggest obstacle we've had in my career in, in, in real estate. Like they just want to see a house. So many of our competition are so weak, they require no commitment, right? They, they don't provide the value, but they require no commitment. So like, well, I've already seen two or three houses and they didn't require me to fill out an agency disclosure document uh, or a buyer broker agreement. So we dangle that carrot at a big level, right? Um, so we've done virtual open houses, virtual buying process. Um, cause I want to get you super dialed in, right? As a buyer counsel, I want to, I want to be very clear on our needs analysis, right? I want, I want to walk them through the process of getting super clear on what is a need versus a want, right? So as we start to look at some properties virtually together at first, I want them to clearly understand a recap once we're done. All right, so how does that compare, right? T-chart accounting, needs, wants, right? Well, Mr. Buyer, I mean, it looks like this had five of the needs, right? That Five must-haves, right? And actually had two of the wants. That's pretty good, right? So let's be clear, Mr. Mr. Buyer, like, you're never going to find the perfect house. It does not exist for anybody, right? Even custom builds rarely get you every actual thing you want. So that one's pretty good, right? Now we look at the next house. All right, this one's only got four of the must-haves or needs, but it actually had four of the wants. That's kind of cool, right? So you need to show them, and then you need to recap, right, in regards to how does this, how is this moving the needle on what we need to do. So I think that's super clear. Um, if at the end of the day, everything you've looked at virtually doesn't work for them, it's not something they need to go take a look at, then we want to make sure that they have an MLS drip that's super tight, right, super accurate for we're dripping. I don't care how good any of us are. Look, I'm pretty freaking good. Like, I've got over 3,000 career sales. I'm pretty good, right? Not a difficult business in what we do. He or she who dangles the best carrot at the end of the day wins, right? Let it, set it and forget it with the MLS. Then when we're making our weekly status calls to our clients, if they haven't reached out to us in the meantime, do I need to adjust your search, right? That's the, that's the big goal that we need to be able to do and take care of that. Um, all right, so virtual open houses, we talked about that. Social media, Monday videos faithfully. Like I, I've reached out now, I've got so many videos going out. And once you get your video scripts down, you can kind of, you can kind of add different, um, Different networking groups, like I've got a set that goes out to my lacrosse coaches. I've got a set that goes out to my VIPs. i got a set that goes out to my personal friends. It goes to my team, my settlement company, my real estate brokerage, um, to my core students, right? So I think there's like 10. Now, it's basically the same script week over week, but it feels more personalized if I, if I call out individuals or I call out and make it a, a spin a little bit to them. Again, it's that social outreach, right, to make sure we're keeping in front of them uh, and keeping updates. So we talked about mortgage forbearance, you know, the distinction between that. You know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. We talked about the difference in interest rates. We talked about we're still selling houses. We talked about uh, we're selling houses where sometimes the buyer never came in it. And we're sharing these evidences of social proof about how people are getting through that way, right? Um, oh, team. Um, so a lot of you guys either have team or should have team um, or are working towards team. So we've got to keep that alive. And so we have done, we've sent uh, food to everybody's house to where we're having a virtual happy hour where um, we had their favorite foods off of my team members. It's all about you deliver to their house. And then we're all eating together over Zoom. We did a paint night to where everybody's drinking wine and painting our Maryland crab. Maryland is known for blue soft-shell crabs, best in the nation, guaranteed. Um, 
And then how are we still engaging in our top clubs, right? We've been doing some happy hours with them, warming them up with gifts, right? So we have this. These are portable soaps that we were sending with a little washer hand card that we would send out uh, in packs, um, talking about just just thinking of you. Um, Wash your hands. Just a note to uh, say uh, we hope you are safe and healthy during the pandemic. Safety precautions throughout this pandemic is our number one priority. We are all in this together. Encloses a personal soap sheet. What is that you ask? Experts say that good old-fashioned soap and water is best to kill the germs. Throw this pack of soap sheets in your car or your purse for emergencies when you find yourself uh, in a situation. One soap sheets, one ounce of water, lathers up, rinse and germs away. Um, if you think of anybody about buying or selling. So, um, so we're reaching out that way. In the very beginning, there was the toilet paper shortage. We got these mini extra soft paper toilet papers that we we're sending out to people. So just a lot of little fun stuff that we were doing in regards to that, uh, for our classy cards, keeping them super engaged. Um, uh, video announcements would be the winners of the virtual Easter egg contest. Um, the uh, winning at home quarantine photos, um, classic cards in regards to some of that. Um, so tactically, let me shift in this real quick before I open it back up for questions again. Um, we had to shift our gifting process, right? So we were stable to do small products processes virtually, but like we do a big settlement uh, gift basket um, with a uh, – we have personalized team Yetis. Um, which Yetis are freaking awesome. And we always, we only always buy any gifts when they're on sale. Groupons or Yeti run sales where you can get customized Yetis with your company logo. Um, Yankee Candle. I, I have personalized branded Yankee Candles with my team logo and everything on it. Only buy them. Usually we get them 50% off. Um, so great opportunities that way. Uh, and why is it important to have your stuff all logoized? When it is branded, marketed on, it is 100, verify with your CPA, my understanding is 100% tax deductible, right? I do not want to spend money that I do not get a return. If I can write it off, I'm all about it. I'm way more generous when it's a write-off, right? If not, we're P&L driven companies, right? So we got to look from bottom line as far as that's concerned. Because we weren't able to do the, um, the, the big gift baskets we were doing in settlement. We weren't even allowed to attend settlement. Uh, we were doing the walkthroughs. Um, so we were having pictures taken with our, our settlement key that they got to keep. And then we were um, having the move-in day parties, which that was something I've heard about for years and always thought it was pretty cool. I just didn't want to get into the logistics of having to deal with it. But now it's a great time and great opportunity. So we created a Google Doc in regards to buying you pizza, pizza moving day party, right? So it's a, it's a simple and easy form they fill out, comes into us and lets us know what time they're moving, when they're moving. Um, I think we offer, I, I, I don't know, two to five pizzas and a couple of bottles of soda. Um, and it's really been well received. People are posting pictures, uh, eating pizza and, and soda and sharing that, uh, that's what provided, uh, from us. So that's been a nice shift as well. Um, okay. And then last but not least. So, um, now as we're starting to slowly reopen, right? Staying at home is lifted. Um, staying at home is still recommended. So we're still in that middle phase for our personal production team. Even though the brokerage is offering opening a little bit, um, we've moved 100% um, virtualness in regards to direct deposits from the settlement companies, direct deposit wires to the agents. So really nobody has to deal with checks. Nobody has to deal with mail. Nobody has to do with delays. Quite frankly, I just didn't want to come in the office exposing my, my comptroller, who's a little bit older, a little bit more susceptible. She wanted to be in the office doing that stuff. Everything's in the cloud as far as that's concerned. But, look, at the end of the day, I don't care who you are. I don't care how, te- I, how high tech you are, and I'm, I'm pretty high tech. Papers are freaking faster. Like, it's just faster. I can thumb through a file with 50 pages, tabbed up, boom, 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 get to what I need quickly. Um, so I'm not advocating 100% virtualness, but we can be that way. So we, that was kind of a backup way that we had there. So. As we, as we, as we slowly reengage, we slowly reopen. Uh, we at the core have developed a um, a reopening process 
um, com- uh, complicit with CDC regulations or recommendate recommendations, really, I should say, as far as that's concerned. So we've got all the safety precautions. We've got the login sheets. We've got the uh, touch-free thermometer that everybody has to take their temperature coming in. We've got masks and gloves available for people coming in. When they come in, any common space, they need to be wearing a face mask. Only one person's allowed in the kitchen at a time. Um, they have to wipe down on the way back out. We have a daily cleaning crew that comes in and wipes down all the things that are, you know, touched um, in our staff. Lysols, everything to kill germs as far as that's concerned. Light switches, doorknobs, all that. So some, some processes that we've developed that are kind of HR compliant that we've all worked together through the court to kind of develop and keep safe um, as far as that's concerned. So, Taylor, I wanted to open back up. I see we've got a couple more questions in there. I don't know if one is an overlap um, as we get into closing. So I'm going to open it up from here on in regards to um, any questions COVID-related probably first, and then really just any questions people are having uh, what they're doing to succeed, thrive, or survive during this time. Okay, so the first one is from Joanna. She asks, now that we are coming out of COVID and people are getting back uh, to work, do you recommend we continue to follow the isolation marketing plan? We are as a team, um, just because we're still extremely limited. I don't know what part of the country Joanne is in, but we're still extremely limited to the opportunities of face-to-face we can have. Um, Unfortunately, with this this, this, un, these unfortunate riot situations, like, it, it's horrible what happened, um, to Mr. Floyd. I, I'm, I'm disgusted by it as, as the nation is, and I'm all about peaceful protesting, but the, this, this awful rioting and everything, I think is going to create these huge, we're going to see these flare-ups of COVID cases again. Though so I feel in some areas we're going to see a retreat or a requirement back to home. So I'm still hesitant to be out there too terribly much. And quite honestly, what we found out in the core, and again, we, we default to business and data analytics, if something works, stick with it. It's a high bar to hit 100 conversations a week. But if you're super focused and you're staying in the wheelhouse of green time activities, you can make it happen. And therefore, if you can make it happen, why wouldn't you? It's literally the best selling time we've ever had. So. The tactic we use for that is at the core, we need you, we need you to know you need to spend more time in high dollar or green time activity than less. Ideally, it's a 40 hour work week. So you need 20 and one half hours in green time. Green time is having conversations about real estate, showing, listing consultations, buyer consultations, showing property, listing properties, going to settlements, going to inspections, right, all the high-dollar-per-hour activities. So what we try to have you guys do is track. You want to you want to be able to look at your time block calendar and define how many green tasks you have versus how many red time, right? Some are light green tasks. Some are dark green tasks, right? What does that mean? If I can be face-to-face in front of an influential group of people, VIPs and things like that, um, to where I'm really moving the needle, that's leverage. Um, that's a that's a darker green activity, right? If I am having a one-on-one consultation, it's still green, but it may not be as green. If I'm doing a marketing analysis with a CMA, that's probably solid green, right? I'm a, I'm a little I'm like 550 bucks an hour, so you know I'm I'm, I'm averaging 10, 11 grand per per transaction on my listings. That's a pretty solid green. But if I can talk to several sellers, like that are coming to home buyer seminars, how to sell during COVID, uh, how to get your house ready to sell and take advantage of limited numbers. Um, so we track that more so that way. So yes, I'm in a huge advocate of continuing on isolation marketing at this time. And really, I don't foresee that changing too much between now and the end of the year, because I just don't think we're going to have big group gatherings much between now and the end of the year. Sandry says, PPE supplies are in short supply. Please send your sources, LOL, <laughs> seriously. Amen. I, I, I'm with you, Sandry. So, uh, yes, uh, we are uh, far from Amazon, right? That's another sound bite that I've been sharing. So one of the videos and groups I target is my, is my um, 
my my local entrepreneurs, my my business owners, my referral partners, they're all struggling with that same thing. Especially as we start to slow open, we need more PPE. So um, I know it took us five weeks to get. Um, I think it was to get our gloves most recently, and then we've we've gotten shoe booties, but they were like baby sized feet, like a real man, could, a real a real person couldn't get the. So we got larger of that too. Um, we are outside of um, Amazon, right? My wife, she's like the Google queen. She's found different resources. Taylor, will we be sending any follow up after this, or how can I make those resources available? Absolutely. Uh, you can send them to Derek or myself. Okay. Awesome. You can actually send them to me, and then I will put them in the folder. Okay, good. So I, I will make our uh, I will make our resources available. Um, I would ask that you personally use them. Don't share any in the network, right? Selfishly, I'm hoarding a little bit. I do have an extra supply of toilet paper, as you see, so we haven't run into that. And I do feel pretty good about it, but I want you guys to have access. I, it's safety is foremost of importance as, as you guys start to roll out there as far as that's concerned. But we have not missed a gap. I mean, uh, our settlement company stayed open the entire time. We've kept them staffed um, and, and fully equipped with PPE. Uh, we've kept our brokerage, which is a, a limited activity, but these buyer packs for my teams and our, we're taking these to every seller, right? Every seller has a pack this way and my buyer agents have these in their car. So we've, we've been pretty good with our, our, our resources. So I'm happy to share that and make that available to you as well. Great question, Sandri. Lacey asked my Title rep is delivering booties and masks to me. Check with, oh, check with title rep. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great idea. And, and the reason title reps may have it available earlier is most of them didn't shut down, right? Most of them had to stay open. I told my guys, like, I wouldn't do it. Like, I personally wouldn't do it. I mean, if you choose not to, I, I get it and I support you. I will need to find people that will do it. Um, but nonetheless, uh, they, they, I mean, they were meeting people in parking garages. I had people that were sick. They were meeting them in their garages. Um, our, our title reps were freaking second to none, which was awesome. But since they were open the entire time, we definitely had them more staffed up with PPE. So that's a, that's a great resource. Thank you. That's, that's what I love about this community, right? We don't have to be the brightest and the best in the industry. It just kind of repurpose everybody else's great stuff. Right now, we do not have any more questions. Wow. Now, I know we've got a number of you guys on the call, so I will open it up beyond uh, COVID, um, beyond best business practices. I've shared with you guys what we're doing to not only survive but thrive in regards to this. Um, so I'll open it up to any any overall prospecting uh, or challenges you have. While, while, while you're thinking about a great question, which I strongly encourage you to do, um, I'm a wealth of knowledge, not because I know it all, but I'm telling you, I've just coached so many people over the years. I get to share what they're doing and, and having great success. And, and it's not too dramatically different West Coast to East Coast. So we kind of see a lot as far as that's concerned. Um, again, for me, I think one of the only challenges we have it's just keep coming up with new social content in regards to either a new game or a new competition. I like to be ahead. Oh, that was a great one. Um, so I print, I, I have to be super cost effective, right? I'm a P&L driven company. So revenue defines decisions. So I have historically printed all of our, um, all of our classy card, uh, inserts, all of our geographic farm newsletters. One or copiers in the office, right? I have beat my copier guys up so much. My black and white cost is less, less than one penny. It's like 0.07 cents per page. Uh, my color is like seven cents per page. So I, I print all of our geographic farm newsletters. And right now I cover six geographic farms. Uh, my number one farm, I have just crossed $2.5 million in GCI. Not sales volume, two and a half million dollars in commissions from one geographic farm. 
Now, I've been there almost 20 years, but it's guaranteed $100,000 in my backyard every freaking year, every year. We typically live in the nicest communities. That's where you need to be marketing to, right? So when I couldn't be in the office, I shifted to electronic, right? There is a resource, a uh, coal realty resource, right? Um, that has electronic, uh, e- emails for by geographic communities, also phone numbers. Um, so I had to shift to that because I couldn't print my stuff. And so what we found is about 35 to 40% of the emails, accurate emails or as best we could determine from a particular community. So I'm only getting to about one out of three homes. Better than nothing, but then I saw the electronic open rate was only a little bit less than half of that. And then the click-throughs would just drop down dramatically. So one thing that I've learned from business analytics, and I'm watching my page count on my uh, social media and my videos and my page engage and stuff like that. Um, but the electronic newsletters, man, we were down to, I mean, I think we're about 15%. By the time you look at a third of the emails, a third that are actually getting opened or stuck in jam or junk or spam, and then really only a third of that was read. So I was down to about 15% efficiency. So I think as Jana said, as we're heading back into offices, um, that's one of the main things I'm looking to do is get back to or I, like I had I had remote team members in there this week uh, printing geographic farm newsletters again because we have a captive audience again because we need to provide um, social proof of evidence of success one that people are selling two home values are still there if not better three it's setting up my RP2s for success right. When we're down to historic low inventory, they're in competition almost every time. I love it as a listing agent. I hate it as a buyer agent, right? How do you avoid it? How do you set your clients up for success? Here's here's a takeaway. This it, It's twofold, right? It's simple language. Either it's a straight-up postcard that says, hey, we have a pre-approved buyer, can be flexible on settlement, only once, in my instance, it would be Holly Hills Community, if you're considering a sale call today. The key to that is it either needs to say this, the name of the community or what we do is the photo. Like a lot of times we either have brick entrances or it's our golf course community, Holly Hills Country Club. So it needs to be recognizable, right? Because if you're my wife, you're standing out the trash can with gloves on going through and anything that's not Redeemable of value is going right in the can. If she sees Holly Ridge Times, Holly Hills Ridge, um, something about our community, there's get some readership. And if you're remotely considering having a conversation with about real estate, you're, you're going ahead and reading that stuff and taking advantage of that right now. Um, so that's been a, that's been a, a move for us that's, that's worked, uh, extremely well over time. And I'm excited to be back into uh, print media again because we have good success on that. So we're able to set up exclusive one-time showings for our buyer clients so they do not end up in competition. And more times than not, it, it's not the right house for them, but we've solidified that value for the buyer client. We've got the buyer broker agreement signed. They feel that we're willing to do anything to help them succeed. And now I have a new listing, right, or a new listing opportunity or an an off-market listing, whatever the case may be, right? So it is a win-win. I would strongly encourage you guys um, to go uh, to take advantage of one or the other. Geographic farming, where it's simply listing all the stats for a particular community, name the newsletter, the the community name. Um, I, I list a number of stats about us. If you don't have me stats about you, because all, all six geographic farms, I'm the number one agent, uh, for one reason or another, right? If you watch any professional sports, they have stats for everything. Well, guess what, guys? As real estate agents, we can make up stats for anything, right? So a number of my stats is that no other agent, team, or company has sold a house for more money than the Jim Bass Group of real estate teams since they all seem to be around 2007. Why is that? Well, that was a collapse of the market, 
and we haven't recovered beyond it. So it's just that the housing, you all probably have that stat. Any of the houses you sold around 2007 were probably some of the highest numbers in any particular community. So you might be able to have that particular stat and remarket to the people in that community. If not, if you don't have we stats, I mean me stats, use we stats, either as your, your company, your brokerage, and at the end, our profession, right? Licensed realtors sell more homes than any other entity, more than Zillow, Facebook, or uh, for sale by owner or anything else, and, and, and cite some stats, right? Taylor, I see we got another question. Sandry asked if this would be recorded, and I told her it would, and I would send her the recording. Wow, that's a whole lot of bass, Sandra. You sure you're up for all that? <laughs> Too cool. Um, so good. Um, one thing I mentioned about geographic farms or we have buyers, uh, postcard mailers too. I think a key word rolling back all the way to isolation marketing. Um, words mean everything, right? So when you're making these 100 isolation conversations, the words you weave have to be incredibly open, right? You cannot have closed conversations, closed questions, right? So one, you're touching base, make sure they're okay. Two, you're finding a need and filling. Is there anything I can help you with? Three, hey, did you know? It's a great time to buy, great time to sell. State a fact. And then fourth, and this is the goal, right? Who are the next two people? that you know that I should be having a conversation with about real estate. Not, who do you know, uh, will you refer me, who do you know, who are the next two people that you know that I should be having a conversation with about real estate, right? It's as wide open, it's not a yes or a no, right? That's not an option. Who? Who do you know? And then shut up. Right? The awkward silence. They'll spit out a name. If you want to be nice, if it's somebody you really like and you see him, you hear him choking, you can help with the memory jog. Right? Hey, the, I, I, I heard Sally just got a big promotion. I'm sure she's ready for the trophy house. Hey, I heard Bob and Sue are expecting again. They're probably busting at the seams. Great opportunity for her to buy a bigger house. Hey, I heard, uh, uh, Jim and Dave, or not Jim and Dave, but well, maybe Jim and Dave, um, we're getting a divorce, we're getting separation, and now it's, you know, now they need to get rid of the house and maybe buy something down. Uh, or I, I'm empty nesters, right? For the last three years, our business is really driven strongly nowadays by, um, empty nesters. So I, I know, uh, I know Evan just, uh, graduated. Um, I, I know you've always wanted to head to the beach. What's the timeline on that? Right? Who do you know that's going to be a, an empty nester and has talked about leaving the area? And, and see, the sooner we engage with these people, and that, that's where you can let them off the hook. Who are the next two people that you know that I should be having a conversation with about real estate? They may not even be ready to buy or sell yet, but the sooner you connect us, the sooner I'm able to assist them or, or set them up for success, right? If they're considering buying sometime now or in the future, the sooner I get them with one of our great lender partners, the sooner they can help everything dialed up, maybe fix a couple credit things, understand the program, understand their buying power, right? I mean, I'm creating a little sense of urgency right now between now and the election, right? After the election, it's anybody's guess, right? We change hat, who knows? Who knows what it's going to look like, right? We can only deal with what we can deal with now, right? That's limited supply, higher demand, and lowest interest rates we've ever seen. So I think that's a great way to be able to kind of weave that in as far as that's concerned. All right, guys, we're down to the last minute, and I'm very respectful on time, so I'm not going to hold you over. You got, you, get, you got about 50 seconds for the last question of the day. And like I always tell my son, last one, best one. I don't have anything yet. Wow. Well, I can't really believe I'm that good, so I have to assume that we just have a lot of bashful souls out there. Um, but I appreciate the engagement, Sandra. That was very helpful. 
Um, I think a lot of questions you asked, a lot of people had. So other than that, guys, continue to be safe, continue to be smart, uh, do the right thing, and maintain isolation marketing. Much cool love. Hey, last but not least, as we're closing out, uh, we do have an upcoming virtual mega virtually available to you guys. We're going to have some of the biggest and best coaches in the nation. It will be uh, August 7th. Uh, let's connect with your concierge, your lender partners. Um, I covered one tactic today. We're going to cover soup to nuts during the mega. It is a game-changing business year-end must, right? Virtual mega, the core, August 7th. Be there or be square. See ya.